This week on Talk About That, a special, sophisticated episode called Corrections and Rebuttals with John and Laura Driver. Take a walk down memory lane as Laura corrects all the things that John and Johnny have done wrong in past episodes. Let's do it. It's a special episode of Talk About That. I am John here with my beautiful co-host, Laura. Hey, everybody. So Johnny is out gallivanting around the country, and uh, Laura is sitting in for us today, and we've been looking forward to doing something sort of different today. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know that was my cue. We're still working on the banter side of this a little bit. (laughs) Banter Town. Remember, that's the uh, other name of this. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. No. Uh, It's been a long time. It has been. It's been too long. And honestly, I'm glad we get a chance to talk about the way that Johnny has selfishly pushed you out of being one of the co-hosts. I don't know what his vendetta is against you, but this is a moment to set all things straight. Well, it was never John, Johnny, and Laura, so I don't think he pushed me out. No, I don't think you should defend him. Uh, I think, yeah. No, Johnny has had... uh, Quite the evil intentions, I believe, the whole time. He's really like a criminal mastermind, like minus the brilliance. Well, it is hard for me to realize that you've known Johnny longer than me. So the only longer relationship that you've had is with Johnny. <laughs> that is actually true. And it's weird. And and profound, yeah. Because you and I are about to celebrate this week our 21st wedding anniversary. Oh, wow. I said this week. Yeah, wow. <laughs> You, about that present. You cut me deep, driver. <laughs> you cut me deep. Uh, 21 years. Yeah. Yeah. But Johnny and I met, I would say, a year before you and I met, at least. Or, it would have been not al- two or three, maybe. No, I think it was almost exactly a year because okay. I'd been in school a year, basically. Okay. So, yeah. But Johnny and I don't celebrate anniversaries because that, that would, would be, be weird. weird. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, he is. He when he told me his schedule, it was like planes, trains and automobiles like that old movie. I mean, he was like hopping a plane here, driving here. The dude drove back from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yeah, I don't have the patience for what Johnny does. There's no way. And he had like a seven o'clock flight the next morning. Nope. And I mean, it was just crazy. So uh, he is he is doing what he does. And so we're excited that we're going to bring him in uh, via technology and do this a little differently because uh, we say every week that there's all kinds of things uh, and we, we don't stop to correct at the moment because the beauty of the show is that it's happening in real time, like a real conversation, because it is. Right. And so um, one of the things we wanted to do was give some of our listeners, especially one who knows a lot about what we're talking about, a chance to rebut some of the things that are said. And so uh, I'm going to be bringing in some clips here. And we're going to just kind of listen to some of these are a minute to three minute clips. Uh, and we're going to talk about some of the things that you have especially been brought into, but you haven't been here to defend yourself or to speak for yourself. Right. At least once an episode, there is usually something where you will say, Laura is screaming right now or Curry is screaming right now. And that's true. We usually are. Yep. And so now you get to scream on the air. And well, so- I'll try not to scream. <laughs> Well, this first clip uh, has to do with our daughter, whom we okay. love dearly. Um, and uh, we I was going to say, that's not up for debate or rebuttal, is it? <laughs> and would you like to rebut no, uh, so not far? At all. And, you know, we are a volleyball family. That's sort of a theme uh, of our lives at this season, of all the things we do. And so uh, in this particular clip, Johnny and I are talking about Sadie playing volleyball. And we sort of uh, begin to talk about the 
excuse me, the correct pronunciation of a certain position on the volleyball team. Let's take a listen. All right. I don't feel, I feel like I've tasted social media. Yeah. I've tasted Instagram. And it's Been okay. you, John. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I mean, I'd use it. I posted the other night. Like you said, I posted uh, my daughter having a jump serve. That's great. Yeah. Sadie's, man, she can get up there. She's, she's, uh, She's she's jumping. How tall do you think she's going to be? I don't know. We're we're a little worried. Because girls have the big growth spurt, and then they stop. Right. We're worried that she's slowing down. Okay. So uh, why would that be a worry? Because we can't accept her. You want <laughs> unless she's seven foot tall. <laughs> no, we don't care. But we a lot of a lot of reasons we think Laura's theory is that and this is interesting. You know that life for her might be a little easier in multiple areas with a little bit of height. Yeah. Um. And Reaching things on shelves. Right. Just those simple things, you know, uh, longer straps in your overalls. I will There's say this. I hit things. my head getting out of my car probably more than the average person. So there's an example of how it doesn't benefit. That's a bad thing that, right. that I hope that she won't have to go through. I mean, just from a pure, like, volleyball standpoint, and say loves volleyball. Like, Volleyball's big for if you, if you, Yeah. yeah it, it's, unless you're, you could be a setter, you could be a libero. Uh, but, oh, well, this sounds very. But she doesn't like a Chrysler libero. She doesn't play convertible. <laughs> <laughs> libero is the is the player in the back row that's in a different color jersey. Uh-huh. So if you ever see that, so they're they just wandered in off the street and didn't right. have the they're right not proper even on uniform. The team. Like they just roam. There's like, like they let the goalie in soccer wear a different uniform too. There's like yeah. you know what? Just put on a green shirt. We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like there's just like this, this just roaming yeah, community of liberos, and they just randomly find games. Interesting. In, yeah, that sounds like a very gang. It's yeah. Hey yo, I'm with the liberos. They have like signs they throw up. You know the deal is uh, in college sometimes we hear it called libero, mm. and we think that they're pronounced. It's kind of like we. we you think in the south they don't want to say because it, it sounds like liberal? <laughs> it's libero. <laughs> I'm not a libero. No way. Is it Libero? Is that what they say? Or Libero? I don't know what they say. Libero? I don't know. Laura's screaming right now. Oh, no. You're not a volleyball dad. And so uh, that, and I'm watching your face while we're listening to the clip because I could tell it. It hits you so much. So a lot of funny things going on in that particular clip, but we need to discuss the correct pronunciation uh, because we were watching a Tennessee volleyball game today. Yes. And uh, could you please tell everyone, because they've been dying to know since this last episode, what's the correct correct pronunciation? Well, I don't know if it's correct or not, but every time we watch a collegiate game, they say libero. And of course, we've always heard it libero. All the coaches here say libero. All the players who play that position say libero. But every time you watch an Olympic or a collegiate um, broadcast, they always say Libero. So mm. I actually don't have a clue how it's supposed to be pronounced, but you didn't have it right I at said, all. I, I didn't say Libero. I said Libero. Libero. And then I said Libero. libero. I didn't know what I was doing there. Yeah, no. yeah. I was literally not And no one else really cares because they don't watch volleyball. Well, we don't know if people don't. I mean, maybe they're becoming attuned to volleyball, be, becoming interested in it because of the podcast. You know, we do a lot to change the minds of people uh, out there. We we get calls and letters by the twos and threes. That's about awesome. It all the time. Yeah. Uh, you, you and I, we have this theme sort of in life. So if our listeners don't know, um, Laura improved me in every way possible. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, like 
culinarily that would be that would be the first way like i'm i was a very uh, monolithic eater yeah like just like things a certain way if i go to a restaurant order the same thing and i'm still prone i probably have to do my enneagram number a little bit i'm still prone because i hate making those decisions yes, for some, for whatever reason i just don't like it but you introduced me to like all kinds of new things and so i don't trust myself uh on the pronunciation even of words in fact we we found out that you know a really common Italian or a dish that people serve in Italian restaurants in the United States is bruschetta. You know, everyone says bruschetta, but you uh, revealed to me it's bruschetta that it's actually bruschetta. But it's like this weird, like uh, redneck inception, because <laughs> like if you go in and say it correctly, then the southern waiter is going to look down their nose at you and say, "No, no, no, it's bruschetta." When actually, you're like, is it? And then are you so pretentious that you're going to correct? No, no, I am not is the answer. <laughs> See, but that's for me. It's like it just hangs out there like this unresolved. Who cares? Well, I know. I know. Well, this is because you're not in the head triad. I am definitely not. <laughs> you, you're in the heart triad. You care about people. And I appreciate that about yes. you. In theory, as a pastor, I should probably care about people more. Well, that's probably I true. do. I do. But I've learned to care about them more by being near to you. So uh, you teach me how to do that. So. I'm going to go ahead in this particular pronunciation because there's more of these coming. I'm going to lean into your wisdom and say that uh, we just are not sure in whichever one you say I can submit to on this. Yeah, well, I'm just going to say libero because that's how we know it. But if we go to some – so let's just say that Sadie continues to advance in volleyball. And let's just say we find ourselves – talking to a coach or something and there's a possible recruitment scenario for a scholarship she doesn't play that position so it won't come up but what if she's what if they say well um i mean like what if there's a moment though we have to say the word to someone at a collegiate level what will you say i'll probably just say libero <laughs> but what if that causes sadie see this is the mind of a six. Oh my what if that gosh. causes sadie that if the, if the coach is like these people don't even know well, to Johnny's earlier point, the thing that's probably going to stop Sadie is the fact that her growth is also stopped. Oh, my goodness. See, I don't think so. Well, LaBerry, you don't have to be tall. Well, yeah, but again, that's not the position oh, she plays. Oh, my goodness. It's not right now, but she's, well, only, true. she's only 13. This is also true. Plus, it'll be cool for her to wear a different color jersey. That'd I be kind of cool. Yeah. Well, okay. We still don't know whether it's libero or libero, but I will attempt to pronounce at least the, those two correct possibilities, and I will throw out libero and, and libero. Libero. That one completely I just <laughs> lost consciousness there for a few moments. So uh, the next one has to do uh, with the fact that you are a nurse. That was up for debate. No, I'm just saying uh, <laughs> throughout all of our our history, your medical knowledge has been a big part, even of Johnny and, and, and our conversations together, because you're always the person in the friend group and even in our church, like you're the resident emergency medical contact for everyone. If someone has an issue, they're more likely to call you than 911. Which is hilarious since I haven't cared for a patient in... Oh, I don't know, roughly 18 years. We should probably specify she cares for patients all the time. She means at the bedside. Yes. It's like, I don't care about patients. No, no, I don't get paid to take care of people in a hospital. Well, but you do have a vast medical knowledge. Like you and Johnny, you know, again, two, obviously you're the person I'm closest to in, in the world. And, and I'm really close to Johnny. And both of you have this like this vast um, 
well of useless knowledge. Yeah, I was going to say a horde. You know, like this, this, this complete. Um, if you're, if I'm, I'm thinking about national treasure, where finally they come into the cave at the end, and and all the fire keeps illuminating all this stuff. That's how I picture your brain and Johnny's brain. Like if you could light it all up, there's just all this stuff hidden in there that no one's ever even heard of, but that you have this access to. And one of those things for you, absolutely, is medical knowledge. And so when we were dating, it was kind of always a running joke. Uh, oh, you had everything that I studied in nursing school. Well, because if you if you like listen to the commercials, the drug commercials, and they start listing all the symptoms, you uh, have all of them. Yeah, you're like, well, they list 15 symptoms any given day. Like right now, my knee hurts, my back kind of feels bad, you know. And so you would always ask That's me, "That's your age." <laughs> but even though I was 20, you'd be like, "Hey, is your urine super yellow right now?" And I was like, "Yeah." Well, first of all, this is a weird question. You know, like <laughs> I don't think I actually asked you that. You know, I think maybe you have diabetes. You know, I was like, I don't. I mean, you'd scare me at first, so I realized I didn't have all those things, and so it was kind of our joke. Like, if you studied it, you diagnosed me as those things. Uh, but in truth, all your knowledge has turned out to be true, except for those. And usually, you were joking with me back right. then. Yeah. So, but all the other things have turned out to be true, and so uh, there is one particular term for medical things uh, that. You and Johnny kind of, I wouldn't say we're at odds with since early on in our of our collective relationship, but that has been a funny point of uh, observation between the two of you. Let's take a listen about what that might be. Laura used to say if someone had a lazy eye, of course, she finished nursing school, she'd oh, go, yeah. oh, it's, it's not a lazy eye. It's a condition called amlioplia. And you just thought that was the funniest thing. Well, no, she made a distinction. Here's how it started. Our bass player was single and we were trying to set him up with somebody and somebody at uh, the college group that we were doing worship and said i've got this perfect girl for you now she's got a lazy eye that's how they it was like right. one of those things of like and then laura said is it a lazy eye or is it amlioplia and i didn't know that there were two different things i was just like no 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 <laughs> It's just an eye that won't do a lot of chores around the house. <laughs> and then she got mad. She rolled her eyes. and she, I think she came over and hit me in the arm or something. Probably. But it made you laugh, which is all I was really going for. <laughs> you were still. That had to be four years before. No, and it, it, had to be it, it became years. a running thing with Laura because anytime she would say something like nurse speak, right. we would go, and we open it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'd be on the couch for the night. Yeah, well, you know. It's worth it. Some things are worth it. Yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> it was just funny hearing, like, oh, wow, we we sound exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, we've not changed. We're just as juvenile as ever. Oh, my goodness. Being a father has not changed you for that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I think the first thing I want to uh, <laughs> point out here is that, you know, it was a completely insensitive joke. Yes, yes, Being it made was. back then. And um, so we're not making that joke today. We're referencing a joke that Johnny made 20 years ago right. that we would never make today. Uh, but the, the point remains, though, of even back then, tell me what you were thinking. What would be your distinction? Like, you can correct this now after all these years. There's no correction. Amlioplia is a condition that is sometimes commonly referred to as a lazy eye. But you can have amlioplia that is mild, and so you don't have any external appearances. It's just a weakening of the muscle in the eye. And so it usually affects one eye and not the other, sometimes both. But so I was just trying to decide, like, was the thing a very obvious, like, was that the whole thing is it was almost like a, a cosmetic thing that they were trying to point out, or were they... 
just letting them know that they had an eye issue. It in in my like even now the distinction is not um doesn't really matter, but anyway, it's just been a running joke now for twenty plus years. And yes, I probably hit Johnny and I would hit him today. <laughs> I wish he was here right now to be hit. You know, and it sounds a lot and, and I wonder if the twenty year ago Laura uh from Enneagram speak, because you have a three wing and I have a three path and, and I like to to think that sometimes it was our threes who began dating each other because they're both very achievement driven. And that sounds a lot like something that I would ask today, like a, a truly technical question that you get upset with me about today. Like, why does that matter? Like there's been even lately, I think a lot of things that uh, like I'm curious, like I want to know how things work. Uh, and it seems like you and Sadie both are kind of upset with me right now about why are you asking so many questions? So is there a, like, I would like for you to address that with me. Like, what, what do you think? This what? podcast is not long enough to <laughs> unpack this. <laughs> maybe, maybe just, just, you know, unpack the first little front you zipper. are just really into clarifying details right now that are so irrelevant and don't matter we've already moved on like things have been done like think we're just moving too fast and you get stuck in the minutia and it drives me bananas i think my question is am i doing anything differently now in your opinion than i yes. did really yes wow i don't i don't think that that's true so you think it's different and i've yes. changed are you saying that john you've changed uh, I hope so. <laughs> it's been 20 years. <laughs> I don't know. See, to me, it's like it's just wanting to know. Sometimes, though, you get upset with me and you haven't actually even finished the sentence. No, It's been I happening don't. a lot lately. Like, a, hey, can you take this out to the... I know. It's bad. And I'm standing there with whatever it is in my hand. And, and then you're like, what? You should know what I mean. Like, you... <laughs> Then it's okay that you did it, but then you're like upset, like it's my fault that I literally didn't know what it is that was yeah, about that to come. I don't really get upset about because you're like, well, you should have known which of the four freezers it goes into or whatever, you know that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would know, so why well, can't um, you just know? Well, I understand, but aren't I would love to say there are things that I that I know that you don't know, but you did just ask me about a glitch in our program here, and I was like, you know, what's irrelevant? So, but and it's then not, I said I don't really care. But it's not as satisfying when I do it to you. That's the thing. I don't know. I don't. I don't return. Like I don't. Again, I don't prank people back, and I don't. I don't like winning, even if I try hard. It's not ever satisfying when I do. So well, that's because you don't do it often. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used to it. It's such a foreign feeling. <laughs> But I do, I don't know, I, I just, I don't know, I wonder if any of the listeners out there feel like me that when you and Sadie, especially like when, when some, especially like Sadie's homework, whatever, like I need to understand the full ramification because usually it's not about a subject. It's not about a content issue. If I'm helping her study for a test or something, it's about a program that's not working because everything is, is, you know, tech based now. Or it's about confusion over what a teacher has communicated about when this test is happening. And the filter of it is a 13-year-old. And so I feel the need to like just just like 
take it apart like a clock so I can understand because I can't just take the time I'm seeing on this metaphorical clock at face value, if you will, because I don't know if something inside of it is faulty and needs to be readjusted. So there's like this need to can, can, can you guys help me understand, like start from the beginning? The like, problem is, is that you've not been in the beginning. You're coming into it at like 1130 and we've been dealing with it since one. And so there's been multiple communications, multiple emails, there's been Skyward, there's been a hundred things that you've been not involved in. And then you walk in and you want to review the past 24 hours to get up to speed to where we are. And that Mm. drives us both crazy. I feel like there's some gross stereotyping going on here because I'm copied on almost every email. There's no stereotyping. I'm super involved. You are copied. But whether or not you've actually read it, because oftentimes I'll say, did you read it? And you will say, no. Whoa. You've been copied. I will, Does say, not mean I, you've I read will say I read part of it. Right. Part. Or I will say, I don't know. I just, I Basically, think- your MO, and it is totally fine because we all have our roles, is to let me. You expect that I will let you know if there's a spot that I need you See, to See, I think intervene. that's your MO. I think because that keeps you in control and in charge, John, and that way you don't have to worry about my intervening. don't have time, energy, mm. or anything to go chase all this down. You just don't. But this is a convenient truth for you because that convenience hey, means— then starting tomorrow— Okay. All right, boy, this is going to be a social experiment. can— do all the checking of Skyward. You can make sure that you're signed up for the missing assignment emails. See, I think this falls under the same category as our financial budget. And that is that we're both fully capable. Can we acknowledge that? Oh, absolutely. Okay. But we can't both. We have our lanes. Right. We can't both be doing it at the same time effectively. We just need to be communicating about it. But one of us. Right now, that's on me. Right. I'm going to be doing all these banking things, yes. and I'm going to let you know if I there's a problem. School, you do banking. You do yard. I do grocery shopping. I mean, like, we have our lanes, and I'm fine with it. It's when you want me to completely mm. unpack my lane when you need to step in. I don't care. When you want me to completely <laughs> unpack everything, then I, I just can't. I do not have the patience or the time or the energy to let you know how we got here. The issue is now that we're here and we need to get from here to over there. How we got here is completely oh, irrelevant. see that. Am I past oriented? Is that the, what was the, what am I in your no, coaching? I think you're present oriented. That's the deal for me. I, I'm a history guy. Yeah, baby. But this isn't history. This is like the last 25 minutes. Like, <laughs> it's not history. My final point here oh my on gosh. this particular one is... We're you, so sorry, listener. You, you know that... Because, well, no, there's a lot of husbands and wives like going, oh, wow, this is our life. Like, we just peeled back people's experiences. But you know that I'm actually trying to be involved. Yes. To be involved, I feel like there has to be a certain level of knowledge in order for me to be engaged rightly that I'm not getting in your way. You need to engage right where I tell you we have this problem. We need you to engage. That is all. I just feel like the city's going to. After the moment is gone, and then I will be happy to unpack how we got there. But right in Mm. that moment, we need to address, assess, move on. Wow. If you had a third A right there that had, that ended in SS, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> it wouldn't wait have run. <laughs> wait a second. No, I, I, so, okay, I can do that more 
I will attempt to. I'll be happy to unpack it with you after she goes to bed, after the crisis is averted, after whatever. I just feel like she's going to be telling her therapist someday, you know, my dad would just come in and try to fix things. He doesn't even want to understand me. Like, you know, that's, that's, I'm trying to avoid. She could care less whether you understand or not. She just wants her quiz whiz or whatever to work. (laughs) (laughs) Quiz whiz. Oh my gosh. That's, that's funny. They have more apps and doodles and oodles and things that are oh i will say though i mean she is so far above and beyond tech savvy yeah than i i mean and granted totally different times and stuff but there are some things about virtual learning remote learning the pandemic i mean that have been positives as hard as it has been so no it's true she has access to it i will say this also though this hits the fault line between my Mac world and your PC world, too, in a major way. This well, week we right, had an because issue. because all yeah. of her technology is still PC-based. Well, her Chromebook that they give her is PC, but since it's web-based, it can be either. And since, yes, as but, usual, the PC wouldn't work right. this week, we had no. to go to my Mac to get it to work. And then you're, like, frustrated because you're like, the Mac it's – like, it's because it feels like a different language – and I'm going, yeah, but if we know the other language doesn't work like 75% of the time, maybe we should come over to Mac and then you and I have these Mac and PC wars. Well, the problem is just that all of her command prompts, her shortcuts, all of those things are still PC-based, even if it's a web application. So it's, mm-hmm. um, yeah. The number of little apps and little icons when we opened up her little Google Classroom thing, it really is – it, it, they rarely ever all work. That's the thing. Like, oh, well, as long as you have this code, now log in on your actual Google login. No, no, not that one. The profile login. No, not the well, profile that, login. That is the- very confusing to you because Mac and is more and Apple's like a universal login, whereas in the PC world, there's layers and it kind of depends on where you're at. And it's the most infuriating. I know thing that I've it is, seen. but it's the world that I deal with every day, so I understand it a lot more. And then. You just get frustrated at the logic instead of just like dealing with the issue. You're mad at like the the universal logic or illogic of it. And it, that like I don't have time to fix that. I think you're now delving into again. I just wrote a book on systemic racism. Like I going, I want to go to the source of problems. I'm built this way. Yeah, but when we're just trying to get quiz whiz to work, I want to deal with the systemic issues. Of we don't PC. need the history of quiz whiz. We, you know, I don't know if you remember this, but the other day, this really happened. This really happened. We were. At, I thought this was a rebuttal episode. It is. It is. And now but it's it, turned into your therapy session. Yeah, guys, can I lay down on the couch? Can we switch here? No. There's other things that can go in this episode. The other day, you and I are at a volleyball game. And you, of course, the quiz whiz that you are, uh, someone has taught you to do volleyball book, the book, uh, which is tracking. The bookkeeping, basically, just like you'd keep a book for basketball or softball or baseball. And it would seem that it would be sort of intuitive and make sense. And it's not. Oh, it's not at all. It's got its own like um, nomenclature. Mm -hmm. It's got like its own language and And symbols. All bookkeeping does to some extent. Uh, So I was, I forget exactly what, I was was having my afternoon slump or whatever, and I not had the best of days. You're like, here, you want to sit here? I'm going to show you the book. And I wouldn't say I had a panic attack. (laughs) It wasn't quite that severe. But I had a a reaction. Yes, you did. You were like, I can't do this. Like, I just said, this is making me angry 
that someone made a system so overcomplicated to track this, and you're telling me that, like, I, I literally, and I know, I understand, I get it, and I understand I have to abide by the rules of the world when they come to me in different work situations, all those things. But at that exact moment, I did not have the capacity. I was like, nope, I'm telling you, I had to go get a Coke, care to caffeinate. <laughs> I was like legitimately thrown off that the pathway to being able to do something seemingly so simple led through so much ridiculous, like someone just made up stuff. Like I wanted to just make up a new book system. That's what I want to do. I want to write a new book system and fix the systemic issue of volleyball bookkeeping. Uh, and I, 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 this is true. This, these are the reasons I'm seeing a therapist. <laughs> yes. And also the reasons I'm going to need to see a therapist. Yeah. Actually, in all, in all, in all reality, we think therapy is really good. No, we do. Like, it's, yeah, awesome. it's a way to keep mental health in the right place. But I, I recognize and I yield to you, uh, that there are times. So for the next, for the first 21, maybe I've been this way. And so I'm going to try the next 21. Now the third 21, I can't guarantee you anything. Okay. <laughs> but the next 21, I will attempt not to have to pick everything apart and go down to the inner clock workings of how m- minor things happen, only the major things. And if I really need that, I'll ask for it later. Deal? That sounds great. All right, Thanks. good. We just fixed it, guys. That was great. So, hey, our next one has been an ongoing saga in the driver marriage for years. And now others are getting involved. Uh, Johnny's been getting involved, and we've had some other friends and even listeners who've been chiming in on this one. And it has to do once again with pronunciation. And so, uh, oh, yeah. but this one, this one kind of, this one gets down to the heart of things uh, <laughs> in, in some ways. So we're going to go ahead and take a listen uh, to something that I think is going to make a difference in the world. <laughs> Speaking of a listener, you know, we I got corrected by a certain oh, listener no. um, who sent me after, We can receive correction around after, here? Well, no, I can't. Oh, after our whole debate on syrup versus syrup, oh, right. someone uh, who shall remain nameless sent me an actual like Google pronunciation or something. I don't, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know what kind of crazy website she was getting it from, but yeah. it had a, the pronunciation. Or you can it, click the thing and then Siri says it, yeah. says the word. No, it's Surrey. Right. Oh, right. But no, it, and it said syrup, and they're like, it "Must suck to be wrong" or something like that, yeah. you know. And I just want to come out publicly and say <laughs> that there is—I don't really like—if we say that everything the internet says is right, then what kind of people are we, Johnny? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Plus, I wonder if it dialect figures into it, and she just found some southern pronunciation of it. What if like, it's was been, that like PaulaDean.com? Right. Or what if it's been listening to her this whole time? Oh, right. So she it, has a, she has kind of a Southern accent, this person. Right. Now it gave her the pronunciation that she wanted to hear, uh, which is what the internet is doing for a lot of us, John. Wow. It's telling us the narrative we want to hear. And so I would like to just publicly say that I condemn what <laughs> she sent me and I stand by. It has, yeah. we don't, travel to Syria. We travel to Syria. I was, we don't travel to Syria, but I'm saying if we did. Why would you? What are you trying to say, John? I've never been to Syria. Oh, okay. But I would never call it Syria. Syria. And so I must eat syrup, not syrup. I think it's syrup. I think it's... <laughs> <laughs> the em- emphasis is on the up. Yeah. You know, it's not... Yeah, syrup. 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 Or syrup. That sounds like, See, if you say syrup, though, it sounds like someone getting nauseous. 
I mean, I don't think anything has ever struck a chord between us much, so so much of a, a dissonant chord, if you will, uh, is this debate between syrup and syrup. And it's been ongoing. I mean, probably for as long as we've been married. Yeah. And I don't understand because we're both Southern. Right. Um, you get more Southern the more you get tired. Oh, that is very true. The longer the night goes on. Oh. Like I hear you on your calls because, you know, you work a really, I mean, like. High, in a highly professional environment with a lot of, I mean, people management and product management, other things happening on the call that you're just, it's like you're speaking a foreign language. It's super impressive. And and it's like, and you really lose a lot, in my opinion, of your Southern accent on those professional calls. I probably do. And then later that night when you're exhausted, I mean, it's like, it's like going to bed with Scarlett O'Hara. Like it's a, whoa, Lord, I'm so tired. Like you. Hey, I don't think that I've become an 80-year-old grandmother in those moments. Fetch me some boiling water. I mean, like, man, it gets, it gets. So the fact that you have stuck to your guns on this one, like, I don't understand why you're so overconfident in calling something syrup. And I just, here's, here's what I want. We could debate what it really, really is. And by the way, our friend was Allison. I don't, I'm not afraid to call her out. I'm just going to call her out. Who's Al- almost always right. Oh, wow. I love you, Allison. <laughs> so I think, my, I think my question is this. I don't need anything from you on this topic except for you to explain the, the example. Like, I need you to rationalize the example I keep giving as the counterexample, which is Syria, why is it pronounced Syria and not Syria? And then why can you not just admit that I'm right? Well, first, I can't admit because that you're right because you're not. Second of all, I think that Syria is the English pronunciation of a word that is probably not actually pronounced Syria in the native tongue and language of that region. So that's number mm. two. So it's a very poor example. I feel like you're trying to distract me with high sounding concepts. Well, I just think it's true. Number three, I did have this thought after this particular episode came out and I did think about the fact that maybe syrup being spelled with a Y is just one of those words where in the old English a lot of times Y's were used where we use I today. So like stir, you might see that listed or somewhere as S-T-Y-R or like fire had Y's in it mm-hmm. um, or like, you know, uh, just words were spelled differently. So I'm wondering if maybe the Y in syrup was really supposed to be switch to an I along the way, but it's just one of those words where the Y stuck and not the I. I don't know, but the word syrup. Well, you know, I'm easily charmed by etymology. I know. So I feel like, again, you're trying to manipulate me a little bit on this. I'm not. I just really do think that that might be the reason. So you're thinking it's like stirrup. Right. And you think that the I got switched to a Y. Well, no. In Old English, Correct. everything was almost always Ys. Did, I mean, well, did you know if you go back, because Sadie's studying the uh, Norman Conquest of right. 1066, William the Conqueror. Which, which is, by the way, we did not study that in seventh grade. I don't believe I did either. We did Tennessee history and yeah. geography, yep. I think, was yeah. what seventh grade was. You know, was. I was teaching that's what we were doing yeah. in seventh grade. So. The world has changed dramatically. Man, the world's really changed. 
But uh, there were drivers who came over. So the, for those of you who don't know, the Norman Conquest, they were the ancestors of the French. So they come from the, a, a French region, speaking a sort of French dialect. And then you have the uh, Anglos and the Saxons. Uh, and before them, the Britons, if I remember they're before them, I think, which is where that, that comes from, sort of back to the Roman time. And when the Normans invaded England, what, what become England, uh, then they stayed and the language is mixed, which is why we have so many French words. Yeah. And so – but there was a driver among William the Conqueror's in, 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 that came over with him. But I think originally it was like drive uh, and it was dive at one point, D-Y – V E, and then there was a D Y D R Y V E, and then D R Y V E R, and mm-hmm. like over the years there were changes. So, I'm saying your argument holds water. Um, I mean, it's completely speculation because none of us have looked it up. Total speculation. We could just look up the etymology of the word and figure out we have had different spellings in Old English. Well, we could, but what would be the fun in that one? We could still just argue for another twenty years. It would be a lot more fun to do this for sure. Um, I'm. I don't think I could say syrup. Now, I look. Lots of people call you Laura. And I have always called you Laura, L-A-U-R-A. Because Laura is my name. Correct. But, you, you know, so, like, I can, I think my point is I can give and make changes, um, but I'm not going to on this one. Well, and that's fine. I mean, I say oil, the thing you put in your car, so many people around here pronounce it oil. Oh, yeah. And I say oil. So there are some things that I've definitely... Uh, don't do the complete Southern pronunciation on. Yeah. But uh, syrup, I just, and you almost syrup it. I don't say syrup. syrup. See, now you're just making you syrup. No. <laughs> it's syrup. Well, there is an up in it. Well, so. I understand that. But it's kind of like, you like know, it. our other things we laugh about right now is your mom is COVID and she, it's the emphasis on the vid and my mom, it's Cheetos, but she Cheetos. says Cheetos. Yeah, <laughs> the emphasis is on the yeah. wrong syllable. syllable. Yeah. There's yep. just a, there's just a lot to the way we all pronounce things, and there's no right or wrong way, except the wrong way that you're saying syrup. But well, other than that, everything is exactly our offspring pronounces it like me. Does she? So therefore, proof is in the pudding. Uh, the proof is that you're raising her wrongly. But again, I'm not allowed to get involved on the complicated <laughs> stuff because I'm not supposed to know the inner workings of all these things. So interesting. Well, we have more years to, to talk about that one. But uh, the debate continues. And I do think you've made it. Look, I can admit you made a valid point today. I still think that my valid point stands. Uh, and I just need to find more words that start with S-Y uh, outside of Syria. So, But I haven't put a lot of time into this. Been a little busy. Yeah, been just a little, a little bit. So, um, and our last one for this episode uh, just has to do, it's not about a pronunciation, it has to do with, uh, I think, something that's amazing, that Johnny had a few cross words for you about. Well, and, mostly it's because you did a poor job of explaining. Oh, wow. Well, let's go to the audio and let's see exactly what went down. The record shows. You're not going to believe this. What are you doing? There's already a Christmas tree up in my house. No, there's not. There is. John. And it is a fall tree. And then you just take down the... She has made... My house is an amazing place to live right now because, Johnny, the holiday spirit has already begun. It's just in a... It smells like... It smells like pumpkin spice in the house. She's got fall... She, she decorates for fall. We have but this, a fall Christmas tree? It's a thing. So, well, the deal was our Christmas well, it's tree... It's a thing if you make it because you're a lunatic. Our, 
our Christmas tree last year messed up the, the automatic lights and stuff, and so we got rid of it. And uh, yeah. we realized heading here into late summer, it was like, wow, we have to order a tree, or suddenly you're going to be able to find one. Yeah. And so we found a deal, ordered a tree. Well, I don't want to take it up and put it in the attic. No. You know what I'm saying? Just to take it out in a few months. Right. So, dude. She has decorated the most. You mean I mean, 11 months? I need to send you. <laughs> it's not 11 months from now. I'm saying like Christmas. When you put it up in January, you have 11 months before you can. I didn't put it up in January. No, I'm saying when you. You're saying like, I don't want to take the tree down just to put it up in a few months. But it really should only be up about a month of the year. Listen, you don't tell me what to do. <laughs> like, that's the thing. You're not the boss of me. I'm not. And right now, my house is an amazing place to be. In I'm fact, not... I'm turning on Dave Barnes and dancing with my wife tonight around the fall Christmas tree. Well, the fall Does tree. Does he have a fall record? I think he was confused about when the tree went up. He was confused because, again, there were details that were left out. Well, you wouldn't. So, I, but again, if I start asking for any details, everyone acts like I'm. No, I'm, you were telling a story. You had the details to provide. It's uh, not that you needed to ask for details. So. The basic premise is this. I am a hard liner when it comes to Christmas decorations before Thanksgiving, mostly because we generally end up hosting both a Thanksgiving event and a Christmas event for at least one side of the family or the other. And so I'm big on at Thanksgiving, it still just needs to be your fall decorations. No Christmas decorations can be present. So I'm a hardliner on that. We had a Christmas tree that we had purchased several years ago for our old house. It has always been the wrong size and shape for the current house that we live it was in. Square? No, it oh, wasn't sorry. square. But every you know every house has a distinct place that a Christmas tree will go, and the one for our house that we had before our current house just was a different size area and so we needed a different size and shape tree to fill the space but we've been making it work because it was a lovely tree and because it's one of those things where you don't just go out and purchase a new thing every year so we've been making it work last year all of the lights malfunctioned on the tree and just like technology has changed and evolved in every area of our life the christmas tree is no different and now the great trees are like they connect just down the tube. There's no wires and plugs, and it's, it's just luxurious. a glorious thing, and you can get the trip super quick. Also, side note for you, Christmas tree purist, no, we cannot have a real tree in the house because I am highly, highly allergic to um, evergreen trees, to mm. the sap and things, and so I would swell up like a balloon if we had them mm. in the house. So we had lights that malfunctioned. Yes, we could have kept the tree and just wired lights on it ourselves. And I know that's a super privilegy thing to say I didn't have time for, but I didn't have time for it. So we gave the Christmas tree away to somebody who wanted it, and we ordered a new tree. Because you get a discount in summer. Well, it's yeah, while they're available yeah. and because Costco had a great deal on this one. But Costco delivered it to our house on September the 8th or 9th. They delivered this box to our house. They put it inside the front door because it's a massive box that weighs almost 200 pounds. And it was mid-September. And so instead of hauling that box upstairs through your mom's closet into the attic, mm -hmm. we decided 
that we would just go ahead and put it up because now it will be out essentially September, October, November, December. Then we can put it away. But there was no point in basically hauling it upstairs for 60 days and then hauling it back down. So we put up the Christmas tree and I decorated it with pumpkins and leaves and acorns and all the fall decor and I stand by my fall tree. I love the fall tree. I think the whole lunatic line was too far. Well, um, it's Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. Um and no, I mean I I get, you know, I love how you address because it was like there really is um etiquette here that you're attempting. It's kinda like not wearing linen or white after Labor Day. Please do this? not do it, people. Winter white is okay. But white is not. Which I think that these rules are completely arbitrary. And again, this goes back to the systemic issue. I go, like, no, people can't tell me I can't. If it's hot outside, like, that's when I should wear what makes sense, not what the the fashionistas. It has nothing to do with fashionistas. It has to do with good, proper raisin by Southern Mom. See, I just, I just, I don't know. But I love how you were addressing, like, the, the Christmas tree purists and the others, like, and it's not that I don't want to... I realize I'm a part of this culture, but I really think that maybe the, the older I get, the more I realize I'm, um, maybe I'm like a revolutionary in thought. Like, you know, like I'm really trying to change, like I want to change the things that don't make sense. And these kinds of things, it's time for us to rise up and say, no, I'm wearing white. I'm wearing white next, I'm wearing white pants next Sunday morning at church. First of all, you've never worn a pair of white I pants. I've never had Except one. maybe probably when you were like, I don't know, you probably had a little white dress pants and a little plaid suit coat when you were like three or four for Easter or something. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't remember that. But I don't know. So you wouldn't let me do that is what you're saying. No. Well, what if I got up before you were awake early on a Sunday morning? Listen, I almost (laughs) double dog dare you to go find some white pants and wear them on a Sunday morning. Would white jeans count? Also... White like, jeans. I don't want any of this. I don't own this. I'm just wondering, is that the same thing as white, like, pants? Yes. Okay. If they're not winter white. Oh, what's that? Winter white is basically not a pure shade of white. It's oh. a white that's more akin to a cream color that you can wear after you, Labor Day. Would you put it into, like, the taupe bone area? Bone, yes. Taupe is darker. Taupe gets into tan. See, this is another area of contention. It would be ecru. Look, and these are innocent contentions between us, but like when we, like the, the color palette thing is just is just absolutely absurd to me. It's just absurd. You're like, what color is that? And you and I, by the way, don't agree on a lot of things if they're blue or green. No, like we I definitely see, don't. Like I see them in a blue family and you see them in a green family or whatever or vice versa. Um, and we just agree to disagree. You know, on some of those things. But the taupe, white, bone, There is a myriad of shades. Winter white. I can't believe we're calling it that. Winter white. It's winter white because... Have you, you ever seen it, snow? Super white. Because you can wear it in the winter. Yeah, but you're make, you can wear anything in the winter. It's actually not a real rule. Like it's not like uh, it's not no, like it's not one like of Newton's laws or it's something. It's not a law like gravity. That's what I'm saying. But y'all act like it is. Don't don't you dare. And the same thing the Christmas tree again. Even Johnny has you know gone the way of the hypocrite here in that he has adhered to some cultural norm 
that he's going, this is ridiculous that you have your Christmas tree up. And I'm going, hey, what if we want to do that? Like, what if we want to put up Christmas lights? See, this would, this would be way too far for you. Christmas yes, lights, yeah. Christmas lights in like February. No. no. Like you lose your mind over that. And I say, why can't we just let people be who they are? Like, why do we have well, to we, try to put them in boxes? We, we can, but I mean, do we really want to be? Like, uh, do we really want everybody to be who they are? Mm, I think not. <laughs> We want everybody to be who we want them That's to be. That's right. That's yeah. right. But the tree is lovely, and it does fill the space nicely, and I'm not sad about it. And I might just leave it up after Christmas and throw some hearts on it and call it a Valentine tree. I am. I have been toying with this idea. What if we just made, again, you just got to remove Christmas from it. What if we just decorated a tree all the time? I don't know. That brought just this because we had. At some point, though, you run out of seasons and it's been up too long. Right. You're putting up the President's Day tree and you're yeah. like, this is too far. Right? I don't know that there's enough decoration to fill the tree because that's my other thing. My tree. You can't even tell it's a tree. You can't even tell it's a tree. It's like a pile of ornaments that somehow goes into love. a triangle at the top. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> On Earth Day, we could just make it just a tree. Now, there you go. There you go. You know what I'm saying? I just did that. Although it's an artificial tree. Right. <laughs> that would probably hurt the ozone layer if we burned it. Um, well, why would we burn it? Well, I don't know. It has to go away someday, eventually. Somehow. It's either going to be buried or burned, I'm uh, That's one of those things. I'll just stick my head in the sand. I don't need to know what happens to my trash after it leaves my house. Stick your tree in the sand. We call that. It's burying. Yeah. Have you seen the people that do, like you drive by and you think, how do their flowers look so nice? And then you realize they've planted silk flowers like in their oh, boxes, their wow. window boxes. And that stuff. is kind of that's kind of brilliant. That is kind of brilliant. Which some people would say that's kind of genius, but that's a real pet peeve for me. Oh, ingenious! Genius, genius has become like you see all the Capital One commercials with uh, uh, who's the guy Samuel L. Jackson. He's like, "Hey, Susan, that's kind of genius," and I'm like, "It's a dead on." Uh, Samuel L. Jackson. You know, like if I did my real Samuel yeah, L. Nope. Jackson, it would have a lot of, nope, of nope. <laughs> F-bombs in it that I'm not going to do on the podcast because I don't do that. Or at all. But <laughs> but what I don't understand is, is when did genius become an adjective? I don't know. A, a genius is what you are. Right. But if I was describing the attribute that you exude, I would say you are ingenious, which I understand makes can sound as if like we're negating it. But ingenious is the adjective, in my opinion, to genius. But I believe this is one of those things where uh, life and art have imitated each other far too long and that the vernacular has shifted. I don't shifted. think it has anything to do with art at all. You don't think so? <laughs> no. I'm saying people's use of it oh, liberally yeah. – has changed it. I bet if you looked up in the dictionary now, it'd be listed also as an adjective. When I bet if you looked up in the dictionary 50 years ago, it would not. That's because we use it incorrectly, much much like bruschetta. Because Webster's or the Urban Dictionary? <laughs> <laughs> bruschetta and libero and syrup. Like things shift over time. And uh, I think that's what we're saying. Just like we have, honey. We've that's shifted right. over time. Shifting sands of time. That's right. And I will just say this, and this is not... It, a joke or anything, and I say this. I said this to someone this week. Uh, 21 years, I am the happiest married person that anybody knows. Like, I really, really am. So, happy anniversary. And uh, it's just been, 
I mean, like the best part of my whole life is being with you. <laughs> so please, please stay married to me uh, as long as possible. I'm begging at you. At least 21 more years, at least three more times. Well, we're only in our second <laughs> third. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, if we, if we do this, what, yeah, we're looking at 60. No, let's go to 80. Okay. I would like to, when we have to die someday, unless the Lord comes back, I would like for us to be 100. Uh, that makes Sadie 70 at that point with like lots of great grandchildren. And I would think in either we like, like the notebook, we hold hands and, you know, fall asleep together and, and go on to heaven. Or it might be even more fun to like have an RV and drive it off a cliff. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God. Like, I don't know. I'm just trying to think either one or the other, but either way we go together and everyone's like, you know what? They lived a pretty good life, guys. They were a hundred with our minds and bodies in health. That's what I asked God for. He could say no and he's still good and he doesn't owe it to me, but wouldn't that be great? Um. I'm not so sure about the RV part. <laughs> <laughs> what if we fell asleep at the wheel of the RV? So now we're asleep when it happened. We just didn't know. So anyway, I don't I know. Don't know. <laughs> Guys, we appreciate you joining us today uh, on this special episode. It's been a lot of fun. And next week, uh, Johnny will be back. And maybe he can rebut the rebuttals a little bit if he would like. But uh, we want you to go and check out our website. Do you know what that website is, honey? This is Johnny's part. Talk about that pod. Just cast. Podcast.com. <laughs> yeah, the old days, there were some weird uh, handles we had in there. But yeah, let's talk about that podcast.com and uh, you can subscribe and leave reviews. Uh, we have been receiving uh, some emails from people who are saying they would like to be a part of a live recording of our 200th episode, which is probably going to be around February. And so if any of the rest of you would be interested, uh, if you haven't contacted us already, send us an email. Go to that website, send us an email, let us know. If you would like to help out with the podcast, you'll notice there are no sponsors. So every week we have a not sponsored by, uh, then you can go to our Patreon page and uh, you can be a part of helping out with, with that. All of our patrons uh, will be receiving a free copy of my new book that comes out in October, uh, Not So Black and White. And in fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you guys something. I actually need your help. And we're trying to get uh, 50 people for our Not So Black and White book launch team. And the first 50 people that sign up, and what we would ask you to do is to actually pre-order on Amazon uh, the book and send us a screenshot of that pre-order and uh, your address. We will mail you a copy of the book now for free. And then when you get your Amazon copy when the book releases, then go write a verified purchaser review for us and then give that copy to one of your friends and or family and that you guys can start having the same conversations that we are uh, modeling and, and mirroring in the book. So, but I need 50 people. We've had some that sign up already. And look, if you want to help out, man, um, you know, get a free copy and a way to, to, to spread the word, go to notsoblackandwhitebook.com slash launch. Uh, and it may that link may be on the regular book launch page as well, but just go to notsoblackandwhitebook.com slash launch, and you can sign up to be one of the first 50 to get one of those free books and help us out. It would really, really be helpful uh, on the day of for just uh, some of those reviews, man, to be there. Uh, we're asking for honest reviews, but we would prefer that there be honest, positive reviews <laughs> if possible. So, uh, But, hey, check out, obviously, keep following Johnny. If you're not following Johnny on socials, man, you should do that. Uh, he's a great follow. He's not only funny, but he's thoughtful, and we've missed him today. But we had a great time. Uh, and don't forget that he's headlining Zanies very soon. Yes, Johnny is headlining Zanies on October the 
17th. 17th. Yeah, October the 17th. Uh, Johnny B. Headlines Annie's in Nashville, man. It's going to be a, a big night, and there may be some special guests that night that are so special we can't even promote them. So uh, make sure you get a ticket for that and go and be a part of Johnny's big show and an and a, and a room uh, in Zanies in Nashville. It'll be a lot of fun. Hey, guys, thank you for spending a few moments with us this week, and we look forward to seeing you next week on Talk About That. Hey, everybody. I'm Dale. And I'm Tamara. And we're hosts of the Kynos Project podcast. Where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in everyday settings. The word Kynos means new, and that's exactly what we want to do on our podcast. Bring something new from what is old in our faith. And on this show, you might hear us explore topics like what the Bible has to say about student loan forgiveness, discuss how the satanic temple affects our view of religious liberty in America, or even question why is it that so many people are having rapture anxiety. To learn more about the podcast, go to lifeaudio.com.